Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. We have a very interesting interview today, and it's going to be something that deviates a little bit from the normal. I met a gentleman that runs an organization called Food for the Soul today, Bob Soller. After that, I met Ron Hicks, who is my guest today. He is the CEO, founder, and chief innovation officer, I love that title, of a company <laughs> called HerdX. You can find them online at HerdX.com. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Nick. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. So I figured that it would be great to talk to you today about a couple of different things. This show normally focuses on charities and nonprofits, how they're working in the community, how they're helping, what these organizations are about. Hopefully the people listening can learn about that organization and then they can figure out how they can help or be a part of it, that kind of thing. You run a business, but you're also involved in charities and nonprofits. So I thought a good way to start this interview would be to talk about your thoughts on charities and nonprofits and why it's important for a business leader to be involved in that sector. Okay. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think, um, and I'm, by the way, I'm, thank you for having me. I, of course. I, we literally are in Dallas today. I'm coming off of a mission trip to, uh, to look at trade into the United Emirates. I'm looking at trade into Japan. I'm looking at moving cattle and livestock from supply countries to retail countries, if we could say that. And what I found is there's a lot of waste. There's a lot of waste in food. And so it, as a part of my company in running a tech firm that is increasing the overall visibility or transparency of livestock, I think we can do a better job of making available food products and encouraging other major corporations to join, um, like UPS and others that are partners with me, to find use for these products in organizations that are helping people that are at risk. Um, maybe you're out today and sleeping on the streets and need help. Uh, the group today that we met here in Dallas to help uh, school kids that are uh, not having enough food on weekends. These are things that are really vital to to me to say, let's be a lead on this and not just follow from behind and try to make a difference, not only in the state, but uh, globally. Have you worked in, with or in charities or nonprofits before? You said that looking at the data, we're going to have to explain what HerdX is here in a couple of minutes to help people understand where you kind of got where you are, at least with uh, an organization like Food for the Soul, because you said that you found that there was waste. Was that something you were looking for, or was that data that came to you after analysis, and then you decided to act on that? It came after the analysis. We didn't realize that, again, I'm talking about livestock, that there is a lot of loss, and again, my technology can help with ranching 
to minimize the mortality of animals on the ground. And then there's a lot of inefficiencies in shipping and moving uh, livestock or any, any food products around the world. It came literally second to that. It was the data mm. that revealed it to us. So you saw that and decided there's something that needs to be done here. I can help. You acted, and now you're dealing more with charities and nonprofits. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you did you foresee yourself helping out in this kind of sector? Was this something that you wanted to do as a businessman, as a CEO? I didn't know it was going to be like this. I would love to help in any charity or any mission because we've got a lot of uh, needs and hurt all over around the world. I've traveled to Africa. I've traveled to countries that are developing and you can see that we're so developed in this country especially the u.s we have a lot of extra food we have a lot of extra uh, capacity to help other countries i didn't know that it would exist in this specific vertical that i'm in which is actually a livestock technology uh, tracing and tracking system so you're going to be able to utilize the technology that you have developed to help organizations and basically push food out to people that don't have access to it absolutely is that what you're looking at? Absolutely. It'll be part of an actual tracking uh, uh, code that we've already developed and is in use today that we can now take and go further and say in, in, in areas where there's inefficient um, distribution, we can now look at actual code and say here is an area or a sector of the world that needs more help. Make that available to those uh, agencies, you know, the United Nations and others that don't really understand or have access to that kind of active on the ground information. I think it would help to understand what Herd X is more. Explain what Herd X is, what this company does. So we're uh, interesting. Uh, we get this question. We were obviously in the in the in the Dubai mission I just was on. I was the only one in a sector all by myself. Most of the Dubai needs, if we say Dubai or the United Emirates, is to look at how do you grow crops in a very arid area of the world? They're going to showcase that at the upcoming expo coming up here in October. It's a six-month program, a huge expo. I was the only person in livestock. So I was in a very awkward and interesting position, but very relevant. If you have meat today that you're trying to ship anywhere in the world, and, and the U.S. is actually working on trade deals. We're seeing that with this administration to move more trade, more farm and ranch supplies to other parts of the world. The problem is, is what's the advantage of having that food move into Dubai and why would we even need it versus getting it from Australia? One is to, to know where the, ha the, the safest animals are being raised. Maybe where animals are the healthiest and how will that be healthy for myself? So going into the Dubai mission, HerdX, the company, was completely in a different position because we said right now there are there's livestock all over the world that is not in a transparent position. And because of our tracing and tracking tags, we put these on the animals, we can look at animal movement. And the movement helps us to determine through artificial intelligence, what are the high performance animals? In addition to that, it allows us to help the rancher to minimize the medicine necessary that they're using for, prevent, for preventing animal sickness or uh, cross-contamination. So we are helping the rancher reduce the medical cost. We're enhancing the ability for the rancher now, for the first time ever, to see a high-end animal that might be raised in a more quarantine base be attractive to other parts of the world. Antibiotic-free meat, and it's healthy. So our code is actually showing a country like uh, the Emirates for this upcoming big event, which is all about sustainability and food security, you have it with our system. You can see on the ground 
relevant information that is not only good for our ranchers here in this country, but very relevant for retailers in that part of the world. You tag animals. Mm-hmm. With these tags, you are able to track their movements, track what they intake, and you start to learn more about that animal. Absolutely. Once you learn more about that animal, the rancher is going to become better at his job, mm-hmm. and then it can go further down the line to where if a steak gets put in front of me at a restaurant, I'm going to be able to track it back to where it came from. Yes. And I could actually see what this cow ate, how it lived. Is this yeah. what we're talking about? Yeah. So we're so we're going to say this at a granular level. We're going to put it in a batch. So a batch of animals that are inside of a, a lot are all moving well and eating well and drinking well. And the relevant artificial intelligence is telling us these animals are in great shape. Leave them alone. Don't be giving them anything. Let them live their life. Feed them out. And then when they're processed, watch that through a blockchain uh, methodology that we developed. Move it into big uh, shipping vessels like UPS, one of our uh, great partners around the world. We then are still watching it. And then it go to literally a country like the Emirates or Japan. And you can now see at the retail uh, level at a restaurant on your menu when you literally hit the code with your phone, where the animal came from, the ranch, and even a small video, and, a, and an actual provenance map of the entire tracing all the way back. Now, you would never see the, look, the actual animal you're not going to want to see. Right. Right? And the rancher may not have all of his family. What we're talking about is the location is geolocated, and the animal is healthy. And the beauty of this is transparency is everything in an area of livestock that is very non-transparent. Not because they don't want to be transparent. They've never had a need to till now. Where did this idea come from? It's, <sighs> it's crazy. The amount of information, there, it's crazy for two reasons, I would say. The amount of information that you're accessing is pretty astounding. It's also kind of crazy that something similar, at least to this, hasn't already been a part of the agriculture business for a long time already. Yep. Yep. Where did the idea for Herdex develop? Yeah, so let's go back, Nick. In time, I think there was a change in agriculture, and it became easier to manage animals, and I'm going to say using meds. Just going to use that statement right now. And and not to get into much depth on that, what we really looked at, if we go back in ranching 50 years or, or further back, is that animals were brought in, contained, but they had what was called a pin rider. You'd have this tricked-out cowboy that would come out to your, your site, and he, he would cut through animals on a horse, right? They have cutting horse guys today, mm-hmm. right, on competition. But that, that originally came from cutting through herds of animals and seeing one or two that were not moving correctly seemed to be a little bit of what we call an anomaly in our data business. That's actually a given. It's always been like that. But about 40-plus years ago, that changed. These pen riders started to become more difficult to find. Labor has increased. Uh, medicine was cheap. And I think, in general, vaccines became very commonplace, and then the pen rider became uncommon. So what I decided to do was go back in time, but using algorithms. So we can tra- track an animal now by watching actually movement. And we're talking within seconds. We're looking at all this concentrated movement on these huge lots that may have 50,000 animals. And in a sense, we're like the pin rider. The digital pin rider. Right to their phone. So this cattleman that owns the ranch 
is now making decisions based on active information. This is on the ground, what we call B2B data. A small portion of that then, because again, the animals are now put into what we call patterns of successful performance movements, are then moved into the retail uh, sector and can now be partitioned and moved all over the world. And what's interesting about this time we live in currently, people are concerned about safety. I was concerned about loss, right? You've got a high high loss rate. I was going to ask, was this originally just developed for ranchers? And then you, you decide, and then you, you saw the application for the retail side. Absolutely. So it started there. It started there. Okay. So November the 8th last year, we decided to do a real test. We did a test prior to that with a, uh, a restaurant, actually, that is headquartered here, Fogo de Chao. And they decided to try a menu item using a blockchain uh uh, cut of meat to a restaurant in San Francisco. Extremely successful. Everybody's using their phone. They can see where this meat came from. And they add a lot of questions that are already on the the, uh, the phone itself. They can look at certain aspects. They like it. They can see the traced code. It's live on this map. Guess what happened? That retail draw started getting the ranchers excited about the fact that, hey, they, they know how to ranch. Just marry the two. So I realized, okay, well, now all the developed pieces are now married to this retail position. Take today, the Tokyo Olympics, right, Japan. Take the Dubai Expo, major, major shows in 2020. What is it all about? Well, it's about athletics, right, in the, in the uh, time of the Olympics. Or maybe if you talk about Dubai today, it's about sustainability and food safety. We fit perfectly. <laughs> Retailers are trying to show their hotels as being the best in the world. Uh, restaurants are trying to attract customers, right? And think about now this virus, right? People are nervous about everything. Now, we can't say that food in general has any issue there, but they are concerned about their own health, keeping their uh, immune system up. Good animals are actually more attractive. Animals that are more transparently raised is more attractive. If you marry that up, I can see now how that retail position, which happened November 8th last year, was so successful for us. It happened with Fogo de Chao before that. It happened in a restaurant in Japan. After that, all that blockchain now can help us reduce losses on food on the ground, find places to move it where it should be, and the extra food, there's gonna be available food avail- uh, uh, in the crisis situation, can be made available for even mission-type activities like we saw this morning. It's perfect timing. Perfect. It's got to feel good to have developed something like this for as long as you've been working on it and for all these little pieces to start falling into place. Oh, yeah. The taste and the culture of food, people want cleaner, healthier, better food. You're able to deliver that. But like you're saying, people are worried about coronavirus now, and it's not affected by food. But off mic, you mentioned it, and it completely makes sense. People are now going to be even more concerned with their health, and certainly that will translate to food. This technology is going to allow people to make sure that the food that they're eating is cleaner, healthier, safer. Exactly. And that's what the company is focusing on. Is the company going to focus more on this or is it going to stay in these different realms that they're jumping into? Staying with the ranchers, now you're in the retail space. Are you looking to go to a certain area or is being open to any possibility what this company is going to do? So, yeah, so I mean, that's actually a great question because it's a two-part. One is find the best uh, retail opportunities to help bring safety to that 
elevated position. So again, these big the big expo is perfect. Yeah. But that should be every day here in this country and really in any country. We should always try our best to have the highest elevated food safety. And this is a great country for raising food, but I'm not sure we're showing that well in data. So I'm biased to the point that Herdax is bringing that. From the other end of it, can we get better at raising our animals? Can we find ways to, to reduce the amount of stress? That's a big discussion going on today in a lot of these big in, environmental and um, ag debates. And I'm in there a lot because I appreciate the fact that we can be better at taking care of the environment and we can be better at actually taking care of animals and marrying it to a great retail experience. So the company, Herdex, will focus on those pieces and partner with major corporations that can make this needle move faster. UPS would be one of those great partnerships. We recognized last year it was the ultimate opportunity to see a company as good as they are at shipping have the enhanced technology now to ship anywhere in the world at any time and bring safety along with uh, the shipping experience. I mean, we're watching this stuff on blockchain together. There are other big companies in, in discussions with us now to do the same thing for other aspects, not only in this country, but all over the world. Do you have a background in ag? None. So how do you, <laughs> how do you, how did you, you've got to learn a lot about this yeah. to be able to provide the service that you're providing. So, so not only are you trying to figure out blockchain and how to tag animals and GPS and all this kind of crazy, super advanced technological stuff, but then also the, maybe the, the oldest business in the world, let's say farming, raising animals. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When did you have to start learning about that, and how did you go about that? So I'm going to just go back a little bit and just say, as, an, as kind of an innovator, I'm always trying to figure out how to solve uh, problems. I'm always, obviously, my I'm an optimistic person and, and hope we can always do our, a better job of innovating. If you look at products or really good inventions, they're usually the simplest. Everybody says, I wish I had thought of that, or why wasn't it thought of before? I've often recognized that... In the ranch areas where I live here in the Texas uh, Hill Country, which is just outside of San Antonio, there's constant reliance on, on meds. And I've never thought about that, but if you think about it from a medical perspective, how often do we get, take medicine when we don't need to? Yeah. And yet in ag, it's constant. So my thought was, can I go out and see if I can create a way in which we could build, basically, a pilot-style ranch where meds were not the first line, the movement, meaning that we're just going to watch the movement in general. Uh, my mom owned a nursery school when I was a young child in, in, a, in West Texas. And if you were in that school, and I remember my mom talking about this when we'd come home, a couple of little children over in the corner that are not necessarily playing with the rest, in her mind, was always something she wanted to watch closer. It's exactly the same we're doing with this AI and ML activity. This machine learning mechanism we built is training to get better and better at watching animal movement, just like you would watch in a nursery school. So why give the, the medicine to everybody in the schoolroom? Why? It wouldn't make any sense. It's like high cost. It makes no sense today in, in ag. So that's how I basically set the premise up. If we could just find an anomaly, and I could repeat that over and over with different genetics and look at different ranches across the world, uh, like in New Zealand today, where they farm completely different than we ranch here, the system is still the same because what I do over there is I'm watching animal movement in characteristic to those animals themselves, and I can find the one or two that stick out. 
Just take care of those. Treat them if needed. But just watch them closer. So I think as an inventor, I thought to myself, how come no one else has done this? But I realized they didn't have a need back then. So we went after it. Today, it's a radically different uh, perspective. The retailers, especially the big e-tellers, right? The Amazons and others that are selling food online, you have to have data that's more readily available. Or how do you, how do you compete against the food or meat products or any type of food product that's on the shelf at a bricks and mortar building? You've got to have that data. So I believe at this stage, I went into this hoping I could find a way to reduce the amount of cost of meds, not knowing it would actually help me in two other areas, retail, and then again in a crisis situation. If we're looking at security today, food safety, or the safety of ourselves, uh, this is the perfect storm. Are you going to apply this technology to non-living things? It almost seems like it would be a great idea to know where your package came from. Yes. Just as much as it would your food. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. You get, you, you get a tracking number for, for a package you get, and the only data you get is maybe it's two days away or your package has shipped. That's it. You don't know where it goes. Yep. With this technology, you could do, you could do that just, could as, do more. just as easily. You could do more. We could do more. So we can look at fishing, right? Can we fish in waters that are appropriate? Well, with geolocation now, we need to. We shouldn't be fishing in areas that we shouldn't be in. Now, I'm not a fisherman, but I can be honest with you. The type of technology we have available now can be applied to those areas. Fishing vessels, right? It loads in. We look at that area of location, some of the movement criteria, and it's actually accurate. We know exactly what's going on, so that now loads into the blockchain. And so people know that when they're buying fish from a certain part of the world, it was fished in an area that was appropriate and not an inappropriate area. So all of a sudden you're into the sustainability business as well. The idea of helping keep the earth, I don't know if safe is the right word, but healthier yes. is something that is going to be a byproduct of this technology. Yeah, I'm really going to say this. I'm glad you're bringing this up because I have a very interesting dynamic that I've actually see unfold the watering systems that we built out, which are to help concentrate animals in. They have antennas on it. Uh, these are on the ground. And we're watching movement to water. We're actually removing the animals from waterways that they shouldn't have to be at anyway. And they're on a healthier water system. So they're not actually polluting, if we want to say that, or becoming more environmentally unfriendly to open waterways, ponds, rivers, right? Yeah. Open streams. Sure. In a sense, it is. It's an environmentally friendly solution in itself because I have to bring them into something that's water concentrated with all of my tricked out technology. And in a sense, that's in, in that one movement, I've now improved the environmental needs in that country. And we spoke about that in uh, Dubai. There is a real need for water conservation. Think about the fact, though, that water conservation can be relative to the world. If Dubai's making a decision that they're going to use Herdex technology, they're actually, in a way, are actually saving some of the waterways in countries that are supplying that food. So we're doing an environmental roadmap, right? All this stuff, it's, it's really in interesting one. because it's all coming sort of together. It's starting to layer on top yep. of each other the further that, that we go. Are you doing this for the countries or major producers, ranchers that are in those countries? I'm doing it both. The government is calling me and also the suppliers are calling me. On the other end, the retailers that are hosting big events are calling and asking for help. We're marrying 
those countries to those areas that have the highest need. This is actually why we're so busy. We are literally fitting the technology into the spot where it's most needed, right? Mm -hmm. The supplier to the place where it's most needed, which is the retailer. That's the consumer and marrying the two. Where is this going to go? This is, I feel like there is a lot here and business is going good. I can tell, Mm -hmm. but it seems like there are larger platforms for this or maybe even a more grand uh, use of this technology. Is is there something else in the pipe for HerdX that you guys are working on? Is there, I just feel like I don't understand the technology well enough to see the the big picture. I think, yeah, I think what we'll what we'll see is countries that have the means to do this quicker will be the place where we'll be the most active, right? But I want to propagate this out to all the countries. I mean, why can't we work with any uh, nation, even if it's just developing? Let's go to Africa and help see that happen. So, yeah, I think we see a progression of getting everybody comfortable with trade across the world, not just U.S. to other countries, but Africa to, to Europe. Real quick, I mean, this is probably too big of a question because we're almost we're already running up against the clock. Okay. You, you decided to install this technology on a, on a farm, on a specific farm, correct? Yes. What happened to that farm after you started data mining and manipulating the area to fit that data? Because, like, you're talking about going to the UAE, certain places in Africa. If you're looking at water livestock you're also going to then be able to look at the the plant life of the area you're mm-hmm. going to be able to produce and manipulate but in a in a good and healthy way were you able to get results out of that small farm and do you think that's translatable to bigger larger yes tougher areas absolutely in fact what we learned is we believe we can apply that to now more arid countries because we're optimizing an already existing ranch uh, setting and now several ranches but yes, the original place, it's pristine because in the sense that we can raise an animal, right? Mm-hmm. By not having to have them on open waterways, concentrating in, we can now say what our med cost would be in relative terms of measurement. And that's really what uh, raising animals is all about or raising food. What's your cost and what's your retail draw? And if you can marry the two, you're really getting into forecasting now. Again, that can reduce waste, reduce the amount of antibiotics, any kind of meds, and save this planet. How did no one see this? <laughs> I don't understand how this was not already implemented. I don't get it. You saw the need, and, and here we are, Hurt X, doing well, you, well. So, Nick, you're, you're about the age of most of the, my company. They're all in their <laughs> 20s, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they're saying the same thing, and that's why it's kind of a mission to them. Let's go out and get this done. It's a, it's a visibility that we needed at a point in time, and today it's enhanced. So... I'm glad that we have the front seat on this, and we've got a lot of work to do, and that's why I'm glad we're on the show with you. Thank you for your help. Absolutely. Thank you very much for for stopping in. It's an interesting subject. It's an interesting company, and I'm really glad that you were able to stop in and talk to me about it. The company is HerdX. You can find them online, HerdX.com. Ron Hicks is their founder, CEO, and chief innovation officer. It was great speaking with you. Thank you. Please come back. I'd love to have you back in. All right, Nick. Thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.